Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kuwant Saluja. On today's episode, we start with The Language of Letting Go by Melody Beatty. The topic is patience. How sick and tired we may become of people telling us to be patient or learn patience. How frustrating it can be to want to finally have something or to move forward and then not have that happen. How irritating to have someone tell us to wait while our needs have not been met and we're in the midst of anxiety frustration, and inaction. Do not confuse the suggestion to be patient with the old rule about not having feelings. Being patient does not mean we go through the sometimes grueling process of life and recovery without having feelings. Feel the frustration, feel the impatience. Get as angry as you need to about not having your needs met. Feel your fear. Controlling your feelings will not control the process. We find patience by surrendering to our feelings. Patience cannot be forced. It is a gift, one that closely follows acceptance and gratitude. When we work through our feelings to fully accept who we are and what we have, we will be ready to be and have more. Today, I will let myself have my feelings while I practice patience. Uh, This is so great because it's like, you know, I, I I think I realized like reading this that like I think that I need to practice patience and then have my feelings, <laughs> um, which I yeah I, I it's not working great let's say and uh, you know just simply doing that and I think the uh, the thing is to kind of accept where you are and uh, to feel your and and that involves feeling your feelings and I also heard something else yesterday which was. Sometimes you can feel your feelings and you don't necessarily have to go to the solution right away. And sometimes you can be with your feelings. And, you know, if that feelings is pain Um, at this stage, I'm probably not exactly sure how to be with my feelings. And I just have to remind myself that I can feel my feelings and that I don't have to do this alone. The next reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. And the topic is detaching in love. Detachment is a key to recovery from codependency. It strengthens our healthy relationships, the ones that we want to grow and flourish. It benefits our difficult relationships, the ones that are teaching us to cope. It helps us. Detachment is not something we do once. It is a daily behavior in recovery. We learn it when we are beginning our recovery from codependency and adult children issues, and we continue to practice it along the way as we grow and change and as our relationships grow and change, we learn to let go of people we love, people we like, and those we don't particularly care for. We separate ourselves and our process from others and their process. Yeah, sometimes the best way of showing love is to detach with love. Not detach with hatred, but detach with love. And, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's a trait about exertion, exhaustion, and sometimes you just have to detach based on the situation and based on the priority. Uh, you know, I, otherwise, I do believe that it could build resentments up, and that is something um, that I really can't afford. I also like this part about detachment is not something we do once, it's a daily behavior. Back to the reading we relinquish our tight hold and our need to control in our relationships, we take responsibility for ourselves. It reminds me of the Scott Peck thing is that a healthy relationship is two people who can live on their own, who choose to live together. We allow others to do the same. We detach with the understanding that life is unfolding exactly as it needs to for others and ourselves. 
The way life unfolds is good, even if it, when it hurts. And ultimately, we could benefit from even the most difficult situations. We do this with the understanding that a power greater than ourselves is in charge and all is well. Today, I will apply the concept of detachment to the best of my ability in my relationships. If I can't, I'll let go completely. I'll try to hang on loose. Who I am is the possibility of detachment. Moving on, we're going to the ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is progress. One day at a time, we make progress in our emotional, physical, and spiritual lives. Many of us have experienced a sense of the unreal when it comes to our bodies, either pushing them beyond the true limits of endurance or completely neglecting our physical needs. Some of us have a natural talent for winning physical contests, while others sit on the sidelines thinking to ourselves that we could do that, but we just don't feel like it. Whatever our past situation, learning to take care of ourselves means understanding the value of appropriate physical activity that doesn't make us vulnerable to unnecessary injury or illness. We begin to allow ourselves to truly appreciate our place in the universe. It may seem difficult to learn moderation in all things as we find what good balanced health can mean for us, but gradually it gets easier. We start to establish routines that become habits that eventually become second nature to us. Yes, healthy routines. The accompaniment to our physical care is our emotional nourishment, which we find through prayer and meditation. Emotional nourishment is as important, I guess, as physical and can be done through prayer and meditation. And as this crisis continues, I think it's a golden opportunity to deepen that practice. Step 11 in, uh, in my vernacular, let's say. This can be done silently or be accomplished by experiencing nature, dancing to our favorite songs, or simply around reminding ourselves to breathe deeply. So there's three right there experiencing nature, dancing to our favorite songs, or simply reminding ourselves to breathe deeply. It is a part of our progress and recovery, how we help ourselves heal. On this day, I live in the moment by taking care of both my mind and my body. I breathe, move, and ask my higher power to be with me. Final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is separate identity. As we struggle to form an identity separate from our parent programs, we are also becoming aware of the need to separate emotionally from our alcoholic homes. Only in complete separation can we find the freedom to express who we are and to create the experience of intimate closeness we so desperately needed as children. Before many of us come to came to ACA, our other programs helped us start the journey, but they may have also led us to believe we shouldn't separate ourselves from our abusive families. So we continued to show up for those who were emotionally unavailable, giving them love and support while our own inner resources dwindled. This is a huge problem. And I think that's why going up to powerless over rescuing and, you know, I, what is it? We did not cause it. We cannot control it. We can't cure it or something like that. Um, you know, and, and, and to really spend any inner resources on emotionally unavailable people. And, I, you know, I think earlier in the reading about detached with, uh, with love. Um, you know, and it's just something that I have to remind myself because there are emotionally unavailable people in my life. And, you know, as John Bradshaw said, wake up, you've always been abandoned and, uh, you've already been abandoned and you're still living. So like the worst fear is, is not there. It's just, what can I do about it now? And what can I do about it now? It takes away from vitality and enjoyment, um, adventure, play, all these things that are really important. 
And I think cultivating relationships with people who are emotionally available, who like to do these things, is what I want to focus on. Back to the reading. As our inner child develops a voice in ACA, this is here. This seems to be happening. We hear the pain. We begin to acknowledge the depth of our family's dysfunction. We give ourselves permission to miss family events and let go of the fantasy of what we wanted life with them to be. We're no longer willing to be controlled by them. Yeah, I think that's that whole thing about that fantasy. You know, I think becoming an individual is really important. And, you know, it's a good reminder to look at Robert Glover's work. In return, we gain dignity and healthy pride. We start to become sane and whole. Even though it is difficult, we realize it is worth it. We find that we are resourceful and have a tremendous capacity for self-care because we have survived our childhood trauma. We seize our own destiny and deliver lives from a position of wholeness, no longer operating with one hand tied behind our backs. On this day, I will not look back. I will continue to do what is best for me, creating an identity that is separate from my dysfunctional family. And that concludes today's readings of uh, until next time, this is Kawan Saluja reminding myself to love myself, to pause because that's where God is, and to feel my feelings.